Welcome to this episode of the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. The mission of the Greenville Oaks Church is to inspire people to follow Jesus, because we're convinced that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. Find out more about Greenville Oaks at greenvilleoaks.org and connect with us on social media. We would love it if you could rate and review our podcast. It makes it easier for others to find us. And now, on to this week's message with Lead Minister Wade Hodges. Hello again. Please turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 11. Perhaps you remember from last week that in Luke chapter 11, at the very beginning, Jesus' disciples ask him to teach them how to pray. And he responds by giving them what has come to be known as the Lord's Prayer in chapter 11, verses 2 through 4. But that's not the end of his teaching on prayer. He continues then in verse 5 by giving us a scenario or a short parable about prayer. So let's begin reading Luke 11, verse 5. So Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I had no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door's already locked. My children are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. In this scenario, the one who knocks is in danger of being humiliated. A friend of his has come traveling and has caught this man unprepared. He has no food for his traveling friend. And in that culture and in this context, it was a matter of honor that you provide hospitality for those who come traveling and come asking for some assistance, especially traveling friends. Shame on you, literally shame on you and your community if you do not provide hospitality to those travelers who are in need. But the one who will not get up and answer the door, he has a hard heart. He can't be bothered. And he has a pretty good excuse. It's like, I just put the kids down. You have any idea how long it took me to go to bed? We went through our whole ritual and routine and I finally got them down and they just fell asleep. Go somewhere else. Parents with young kids or any parents who've ever had young kids, you can identify and sympathize with the legitimacy of this excuse, yes? And yet, in this context, offering hospitality to a stranger or to a friend who is traveling is more important than sleeping kids. Oh, but just barely. And so finally, finally the man, finally he gets up and he helps his embarrassed neighbor. But not because he's a good guy, not because he's a friend, not because of honor, 
not because of duty, but because of the door knocker's persistence. Because of the door knocker's shameless audacity is how one version translates it. Shameless audacity. Hebrew scholar Brad Young, he's one of those that really loves searching and studying the etymology of words. He says that the Hebrew word that is the parallel of the Greek word used here for shameless audacity, it's a distant relative of the Yiddish word chutzpah. Let me hear you say chutzpah. Chutzpah, if you have allergies, this is a wonderful throat-clearing word. Chutzpah. What do we mean by chutzpah? Well, we can define chutzpah like this. It's headstrong persistence. It's brazen impudence. It's unyielding tenacity, bold determination, raw nerve, or shameless audacity. And Jesus continues his teaching on prayer in Luke 11 and verse 9. He says, so I say to you, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock, knock, and that door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. Why? Well, which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, would give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? What kind of father would do that? If you then, though you are evil, meaning imperfect, not good and righteous like God, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Jesus says, if your shameless audacity can wear down a hard-hearted friend who doesn't really want to help you, just imagine what praying with some chutzpah will do to your heavenly Father who is good and who always wants what is best for you. In the Lord's Prayer, Jesus teaches us what to pray. He gives us some words, some language, some pegs upon which we can hang our requests. He teaches us what to pray, but here with this little scenario, this parable, he shows us how to pray. Pray, he says, boldly. Pray with some chutzpah. Pray with shameless audacity because you are praying to a good Father in heaven who wants to bless you. A little later in Luke, in Luke chapter 18, he tells another story to reinforce this teaching. This story is about an oppressed widow who is being ignored by a wicked judge. And this widow has no one to plead her case, no one to fight for her, no one to be her advocate. She doesn't even have enough money to bribe the judge. She has no resources for changing her situation except her chutzpah. And so Jesus says she harasses that judge. She harasses that judge until he finally breaks down and gives her justice. Not because he's good, not because he's righteous, not because he fears God, but because he's just tired of this woman bothering him. 
And then Jesus says in Luke 18, verse 7, about this story he tells, he said, and will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? No, he's, he's not like the wicked judge. He's good and righteous. He says, I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? So Jesus uses a story about this bold, persistent widow to tell his disciples to keep praying to God, to keep crying out to God when they are oppressed, when they are persecuted, when they are mistreated, when they are receiving injustice, to keep crying out until God grants them justice, because unlike that judge, God is good and righteous. And he wants to do what's right, and he loves to do what's right. And he will not abandon his children. He will give them, he will give us exactly what we need. And it's this kind of bold, persistent faith, Jesus says, that the Son of Man is looking for when he comes. That's the kind of faith that catches Jesus' eye in his ministry. Isn't that the kind of faith that Jesus consistently responds to in a positive way? We see it time and time again. What do we say about that mother in Matthew chapter 15 who, when she asked Jesus to heal her daughter, will not take no for an answer, not even from Jesus. And finally, she wins him over with her bold persistence. What do we say about such a woman? Well, we say, well, she's got some chutzpah. She argued a healing from Jesus, out of Jesus. What do we say about that blind man in Luke chapter 18 who will not let a crowd of people keep him from seeing the Lord? I will see Jesus, he says. Well, he's got some chutzpah. What do we say about those four friends in Mark chapter 2 who climb up on top of a roof and rip it open so that they can lower their paralyzed friend down into a crowded house so he can be forgiven and healed by Jesus? Well, that's some chutzpah. That is some shameless audacity. These stories and many others like them, they demonstrate a kind of faith that empowers and encourages us to approach our Father in heaven with boldness, with shameless audacity, with confidence. Jewish theologian Abraham Heschel says, the issue of prayer is not prayer. The issue of prayer is God. In other words, our faith in God shapes the way we pray. If we believe God is a good and loving, righteous Father, that shapes the way we pray. If we believe God is responsive to our needs, that shapes the way we pray. The converse is always also true. How we pray reveals our true beliefs about God. How we pray reveals our true beliefs about God. And if we say we believe God is a good and loving Father who interacts with us 
is ready to respond to our urgent requests, and yet we never pray. We never go to God with any of our requests. We never ask God to take action on our behalf. What does that say about our faith? It says we don't have much, or maybe we don't have any. Not really. The technical term for that is functional atheism. Functional atheism is when we say we believe in God and then we conduct our lives as if God does not exist. As if our supposed faith in God has no impact on how we live whatsoever. Functional atheism. How we pray and what we pray for reveals our true beliefs about God. And if we believe that God is our good Father in heaven, then we can pray with shameless audacity. Now, this could be a, a dangerous teaching. You could leave this teaching misled, especially if I stop here and say nothing else. You, you might hear me saying in this teaching, all you really have to do is decide what you want in life and then name it and claim it with some chutzpah and it's yours because God always answers bold prayers. Just because we pray with shameless audacity does not mean that God is going to give us everything we want. A good father, a good mother, good parents never give their children everything they want. You would have chocolate ice cream for breakfast every day if you always gave your children what they want. But a good father does give his children what they need. What they need to survive. What they need to grow stronger what they need to mature, what they need to become less selfish, what they need to become more like Christ. And it's not always what we want, but we can rest assured it's always what we need. And so sometimes the answer to our prayers is yes. Sometimes it's no. Sometimes it's not yet. Sometimes it's wait. Sometimes it is, why are you asking me to do something for you that you are already old enough, strong enough, have the wisdom and capability to do for yourself? You are created in the image of God to do the will of God on, on the earth. Why are you asking me to do something for you that I want you to do? So get going. Take action. Grow up. Our Father always gives us exactly what we need, even if it's not always what we want. Did you notice that Jesus says in Luke eleven thirteen that the good gift that our Father in heaven absolutely loves to give us, absolutely loves to give us, is the gift of the Holy Spirit? You want to pray for something with shameless audacity? Pray for more of the Holy Spirit. So what is the Holy Spirit? It is God's empowering presence within us. And the purpose and function of the Holy Spirit at work within us, individually and as a church, is to equip and empower us for the mission of being the hands and feet and face of Jesus in this world. 
God loves to answer that prayer. You want more of my power, more of my presence, more of my wisdom working inside of you. Yes, yes, yes. God loves to give us more of the Holy Spirit. That's an easy yes from God our Father. And so maybe in addition to asking God to do something about the heartbreaking violence in our country, we could also ask God to give us more of the Holy Spirit so we could have the wisdom to know what we as followers of Christ can do about the heartbreaking violence in our country. And this is where the Lord's Prayer helps us. The Lord's Prayer teaches us to align our prayers with God's priority. Teaches us to pray in a way that we're already agreeing with what God wants to do in the world and what God is already doing in the world. It also is our way of volunteering to be part of the answer to the very prayer we're praying. It's our way of signing up for God's mission to bring more of heaven to earth. What would the world be like? What would the church be like if followers of Christ prayed the Lord's Prayer with some chutzpah? What if we prayed the Lord's Prayer with some shameless audacity, with confidence that God is answering it even as we pray it? Well, before we find out, because we will pray it today with some chutzpah, before we find out, let's remember that one of the things Jesus teaches us to pray for in the Lord's Prayer is our daily bread. Literally, of course, that means the food we need to survive. Give us our daily bread. But it can also mean our spiritual food that we need to sustain our faith and to help us grow into the image of Christ so we can participate in Christ's mission of bringing more heaven to earth. And every week, our Father in heaven answers this part of the prayer when we gather around the table and he feeds us the bread and the cup the body and the blood of Christ which nourish our faith and give us the strength to keep following Jesus especially during difficult and discouraging times So today, let's go to the table. This is the table. Not of the church, but of the Lord. Made ready for those who love him and those who want to love him more. So come, you who have much faith, you who have little. You who have been here often and you who have not been here long. You who have tried to follow and you who have failed. Come, for it is the Lord who invites you. And it is his will that those who want him and those who want to be more like him meet him here.
Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much for the gift of Jesus Christ. The spiritual food we need to eat and drink, the bread and the cup, his body and blood that give us life, give us hope, and give us strength. And today, as we gather around this table with broken hearts, aware of so much pain and loss, we need this meal more than ever. We need nourishment, we need strength, we need energy, and we need wisdom, the kind that can only come from having Christ alive in us. And so as we receive this gift, this meal, we ask that you use it to empower us to more fully be your people, to be the light of the world in times of darkness. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is the body of Christ broken for you. And this is the blood of Christ shed for you. Now, if you would, please stand. Let's close our time together by praying out loud together the Lord's Prayer. And here's the challenge. It is easy for this to become routine. It's easy for this to become rote. It's easy for this to be going through the motions, reading some words from a screen. Today, the challenge is let's pray this prayer with some chutzpah. Shout it out if you like. Shout it to the heavens. For we have a Father in heaven who wants to answer this prayer in us and through us. Let's pray it out loud together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to the message from the Greenville Oaks message broadcast. We hope this message enriched your life and can help you inspire others to follow Jesus. Because we honestly believe following Him is the best way of life possible. 
Be sure to connect with us online on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.